0: Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another episode. We are in episode 106, uh, season 3. And this episode is Emotional Intelligence Makes the Leader. Um, We're always talking about leadership and we talked a little bit about what makes a leader in the past and one of the keys is emotional intelligence. It's interesting. I was pulling up a, a couple principal groups I'm in. Somebody had posted uh, something about how new new leaders always want to be liked or something to that extent. And um, I gave them a response and was giving them And it was it's it's not about just being liked. It's developing trust. It's developing a collaborative positive culture uh, that enables your staff to take ownership and to actually um, helps them to be themselves and use their strengths and use their talents and building the staff and all those things are things that make you liked. But as a leader, you still have to handle the tough uh, the tough decisions, the tough things that come up. And uh, there are still things that I wasn't able to share in my quick response to them that you have to do as a leader and the um, effective leaders are able to confront issues and to actually uh, motivate staff still keeping people on board as you work through uh, problem solving which is uh, takes tact and talent in itself and one of those keys I think people still need is emotional intelligence and I've told you in the past that one of my favorite books is Primal Leadership and that uh, of Daniel Goleman and um, um, some other authors that I've mentioned before on the show. Um, but uh, I am looking. I looked in a Harvard Business Review on emotional intelligence and taking from a little bit on in a chapter from that, um, he was talking about what makes a leader. Um, and one of the things, of course, uh, Daniel Goleman believes is is that quality of emotional intelligence. Um, he said he's found, however, that the most effective leaders are alike in one crucial way. They all have a high degree of what has come to be known as emotional intelligence. It's not that IQ and technical skills are irrelevant. They do matter, but mainly as threshold capabilities. That is, they are the entry-level requirements requirements for executive positions but my research along with other recent studies clearly show that emotional intelligence is the the um, scenic quo non of leadership um, I guess he's calling that the epitome of leadership without it a person can have the best training in the world an incisive analytical mind and an endless supply of smart ideas but they still won't make a great leader unless they have emotional intelligence and Um, uh, Going a little deeper into this, he talks about um, they listed the ingredients uh, for highly effective leaders and the list ranged in length from 7 to 15 items and included such ingredients as initiative and strategic vision, uh, things I'm sure you hear from your districts and different organizations. He said, when I analyzed this data, I found dramatic results. To be sure, intellect was a driver of outstanding performance. Cognitive skills such as big picture thinking and long-term vision were particularly important. But when I calculated the ratio of technical skills, IQ, and emotional intelligence as ingredients of excellent performance, uh, emotional intelligence proved to be twice as important as the others for jobs at all levels. Um Moreover, my analysis showed that emotional intelligence played an increasingly important role at the highest levels of a company where differences in technical skills are of negligible uh, importance. In other words, the higher the rank of the person considered to be a star performer, the more emotional intelligence capabilities showed up as a reason for his or her effectiveness. When I compared star performers with average ones in senior leadership positions, nearly 90% of the difference and their profiles was attributable to emotional intelligence factors rather than cognitive abilities and let's unpack this a little bit further and look at what we're talking about um, what distinguishes great leaders from merely good ones it is an IQ or technical skills uh, it's emotional intelligence a group of five skills that enable the best leaders to maximize their own and their followers performance When senior managers at one company had a critical mass of EI capabilities, their divisions outperformed yearly earnings goals by 20%. The emotional intelligence skills are, and these are from Daniel Goleman, self-awareness, knowing one's strengths, weaknesses, drives, values, and impact on others, self-regulation, controlling or redirecting disruptive impulses and moods, Motivation, uh, a relishing achievement for its own sake. And that is definitely me for sure because I am an achiever and always have been. Uh, empathy, uh, understanding other people's emotional makeup and social skill, building rapport with others to move them in desired directions. Um, we're each born with certain levels of uh, emotional intelligence skills, but we can strengthen these abilities through persistence, practice, and feedback from colleagues and coaches. And then um, looking at what they consider the idea and practice, Um, the component of self-awareness, we talked about that a little bit. And the definition is knowing one's emotions, strengths, weaknesses, drives, values, and goals, and their impact on others. And the hallmark of this is self-confidence, realistic self-assessment, self-deprecating sense of humor, thirst for constructive criticism. And an example they give is a manager knows tight deadlines bring out the worst in him, so he plans his time to get work done well in advance. So it's knowing um, self-reflection, which we talk about a lot on this show. Uh, Self-reflection is so important as a leader, and that is his self-awareness trait. Uh, The second one he lists, the emotional intelligent component, is self-regulation, controlling or redirecting disruptive emotions and impulses. And the hallmark of this is trustworthiness, uh, integrity, comfort with ambiguity, and change. And if you're in education, you should be comfortable with ambiguity because that seems to be pretty much a a norm (laughs) within education. Um, uh, The next one is motivation, being driven to achieve for the sake of achievement. Uh, And this one, the hallmark is a passion for the work itself and for new challenges, uh, unflagging energy to improve Optimism in the face of failure, all great leadership traits, especially for a principal. Um, uh, Definitely having that passion in the work and for new challenges because you're always faced with new challenges as a principal and um, you always are working on school improvement and need that energy to continue to improve as a leader for sure and that optimism in the face of failure because how many times is it you get scores that you don't want or something is... Uh, happening in the school that has to be um, uh, reconfigured and restructured. And there are so many components of that that um, are within that motivation, of course. And the next emotional intelligent component is empathy, Um, considering others' feelings, especially when making decisions. And the hallmark of this is expertise in attracting and retaining talent. And that's uh, an excellent skill of a leader, finding the people that match your philosophy and match the personalities that you need in staff and the personality of your building Um, and the ability to develop others, uh, helping them to use, we've talked about that, the strengths and talents is the avenue I see. And then sensitivity to cross-cultural differences. Um, And the next emotional intelligence uh, skill is uh, social skill, they call it. Uh, managing relationships to move people in desired directions. And uh, the hallmarks of this are effectiveness and leading change, persuasiveness, extensive networking, expertise in building and leading teams, all excellent qualities of a principal, and um, building teams and moving those teams in a positive direction towards your vision of the building. and that that created uh, ownership in the in that vision. And the extensive networking they talk about. I was extremely big on student, well, students um, and building student community and building staff community and building the community around the school, all the stakeholders, the internal and external stakeholders. And that ne- networking expertise was needed all the time at um, building partners for the same goals within our building and our school community. And persuasiveness, uh, persuasiveness comes in hand all the time because as a leader, you're asked to do oh, all kinds of things from moving uh, grade levels to changing the configuration of your building to um, getting people to be on teams and to uh, especially challenging right now when you're trying to keep motivation up. And at the same time, you're still trying to allow some flexibility with everything going on. Um takes a definite skill and tact for sure. And this effectiveness in leading change. So um, emotional intelligence is an, uh, a, a huge area that I, I really don't have a lot of time to dive into it totally right now. I totally recommend that Primal Leadership book. Um, uh, it's an excellent uh, leadership book. Uh, this one I have right now, the Harvard Business Review, is, uh, has excellent little additions too that have uh, great stuff in them and um, can be really useful um, in looking up different things as well. And remember, he talked about emotional intelligence increasing effectiveness by 20%, and that the best leaders are able to tap into and use this emotional intelligence. And um, I feel like I was always, after I learned about emotional intelligence, I continued to strive to improve my own ability in emotional intelligence, which helped me greatly as a leader. And uh, it would help you as well if you start looking at the different areas and how to interact, and um, if you're good at relationship skills already, it's even better to learn more of those emotional intelligence skills and traits that you can do. I want to finish tonight with a a piece from him, and it's... uh, Uh, It's important to emphasize that this building one's emotional intelligence cannot and will not happen without sincere desire and concerted effort. A brief seminar won't help, nor can one buy a how-to manual. It is much harder to learn to empathize, to internalize empathy as a natural response to people than it is to become adept at regression at regression analysis. But it can be done. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm, wrote Ralph Waldo Emerson. If your goal is to become a real leader, these words can serve as a guidepost in your efforts to develop high emotional intelligence. And I would say, too, I've known a lot of leaders that have not had emotional intelligence, and they end up hurting people. They don't understand how come they don't understand why their staff's reacting a certain way? They don't understand how they've rubbed people the wrong way. Um, they have a, a negative impact on their culture. It is so important to learn about emotional intelligence. And I think we'll continue this next time because I do have more I would like to talk about with emotional intelligence. And I want to do it uh, its it's justice for sure. And as we uh, end tonight, of course, we want to end with a quote And our quote tonight is, when you can't find someone to follow, you have to find a way to lead by example. And that's Roxanne Gay. And as always, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership Lessons brought to you by Brad Anderson